Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey, everybody, welcome back to The Soul Forge podcast. This is episode 19. If this is your first time listening to The Soul Forge, you are in for quite a treat. Today, I'm going to be talking about collecting. So as you may have gathered from listening to previous episodes, I have been a collector all my life. One of my earliest memories, I may have been three or four years old, and I was sitting in my bedroom at the bottom of my dresser. I think it was a five-drawer dresser, and the fourth drawer contained my collection of things. I I can't remember. That's 35 years ago, so I, I don't know what I would have collected at three and four years old, but it was full. And I remember going through it and sorting it out. And that is one of my earliest memories. What does that say about me? I don't know. It's built in. It's part of who I am. I've always been a collector. That's just the way it is. And maybe it's because both of my parents were collectors as well. Mom liked to collect things related to Tetley Tea and Pepsi. She just liked going yard sailing. She liked going to antique stores and just accumulating all kinds of various different things. I don't think she really had a specific collection of anything in particular except for her Tetley Tea collection. The rest was just things that she happened to like. My dad, on the other hand, I don't know if he's a collector or a borderline hoarder. It's hard to really say what what his issue is. He likes to go to auction sales and he has a great big piece of property and he's a construction worker. He's moved houses and built basements and he was a crane operator and a mechanic and and all kinds of things. So a, a real man man. And his yard was always filled with vehicles and farm equipment, and he really likes his Massey Ferguson tractors. When he goes to the auction sales, he'll, he'll pick up all kinds of stuff, and then he'll, he'll usually sell some of the stuff and make back more than what he spent on anything. So it's partly business-related, but I, I think he just likes having stuff. And that's probably where I get it from as well. I like to have stuff, and I always have liked to have stuff. And it's become a problem. But before we get into problem issues, what what did I used to collect? What have I collected? What do I collect now? Well, in addition to sitting at the foot of my dresser and going through my stuff, whatever it was back in the day, I remember having a sticker book collection in grade one. Everybody back in 81, 82, whenever that was, had a sticker book collection. Scratch and sniff stickers, those bubbly stickers, stickers with textures to them, fuzzy stickers. The more stickers you had, the more sticker books you had, the cooler you were. So that that was one of the first things I started collecting. I tried collecting rocks, but I, I didn't really have any passion for that. I didn't care. And the same thing with stamps. I thought, you know what? Everybody collects stamps that you, that you see on TV and, and that kind of thing. So I thought, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to collect some stamps. And that just didn't interest me at all. I have some stamps. I've got some uh, Canada Post Superman stamps and Canada Post Star Trek stamps. 
but I don't really have a collection of stamps per se. When I was about eight or nine, I started collecting beer bottle caps and popsicle sticks. I would make things out of popsicle sticks. Uh, I'd give the popsicle sticks to my grandfather and he would carve propellers or little guns or little things like that. And I still have some of those even to this day, 30 years later. And I had a huge box of beer bottle caps of all kinds that I found. That was heavy. Don't know whatever happened to it. I think we just threw it out. And when I was uh, grade 6, grade 7, I believe, I started collecting baseball cards because everybody else was collecting baseball cards. So I figured I would collect baseball cards too. And I was really, really into it for three or four years. I got into hockey cards. I got into football cards. I got into basketball cards. I got into non-sports cards, mostly baseball cards. And I don't like sports. I don't watch sports. I don't follow sports. I don't care about sports. But I really liked collecting baseball cards for some reason, which makes absolutely no sense. I've still got a whole pile of them somewhere. And then uh, around 1992, Playmates Toys came out with Star Trek The Next Generation action figures. Computer subspace transmission to Starfleet Command from Enterprise. Stardate 4548.4. It's a single blast. Source unknown. Lieutenant Worf checks weapon systems. Captain Picard orders full shields from Lieutenant LaForge in engineering. Suddenly there is an alien presence on the ship. It's one of the board, a hostile robotic life form. Commander Riker returns phaser fire. Star Trek, the next generation action figures from Playmates. Guess what? I started collecting Star Trek The Next Generation action figures. I tried to be a completist. That's somebody who gets every single action figure from every single series that comes out. But it was too expensive. I was a kid. I didn't have a job. Uh, the one thing that I had to do, I was a competing collector. My buddy Andrew, he was collecting with me at the same time. And I had to have more than him. That, that was my thing. I just had to have more. And uh, I, th I think I do. But he's got a very wide array of uh, things in his collection. He's got Star Trek, Star Wars, Thundercats, He-Man, and all vintage stuff too from when he was a kid. Legos, G.I. Joes, you name it. If it's geeky, he's probably got it. I, I don't have quite that wide variety of things. I stuck mostly to uh, Star Trek action figures. And then when they stopped making those for a while, I branched out into Star Wars, but I don't have too many of those. And then I was about to hit college at the age of 18, 19 years old. And what did I want to do? Well, I, I was going to pursue some intellectual pursuits. So a book collection seemed like a good idea. Not a good idea, folks. If you can avoid collecting books, avoid collecting books. They're heavy. And if you have moved as many times as I have, it's not fun. I was just talking to a friend the other day. And since I've moved up to Timmins 14 and a half years ago, I have lived in, I believe, 10 different places. And, and the books don't move themselves, folks. They're heavy. So don't, don't collect books. So I've, I've cut down on the books. I've actually cut down on quite a few things. But um, I started collecting movies after the books as well in my early 20s. First it was the VHS tapes. And then that quickly got replaced by DVD and then Blu-ray. And about seven years ago, I was at a yard sale. And I came across a Laserdisc player. 70 movies and a Laserdisc player for 30 bucks. Could I pass that up? I could not. It was a pile of movies at a good price. And a laser disc? What the heck was that? Well, if you don't know, it's like a CD, but the size of a record, and it plays movies. And it's obsolete technology. They stopped making them in 2001, I think I researched. 
but they were big in the 80s. And so I've got all these things. What for? I don't know. Have I watched them? A few times. Not very much. I, I watch more things on my Blu-ray or my DVDs or on Netflix now. Everything's digital. I don't like digital. I like the feel of paper books. I, I like putting a disc in the player. But all that stuff's expensive. It's heavy. It's a, a tough job to carry it all around and move it from place to place. So, yeah, lots of stuff. If you are loving this podcast, if you're loving this podcast, you should tell a friend about it. Spread the word about podcasts you think they would enjoy. There's something for everyone from entertainment and lifestyle to news and politics and more. Share it on social media. Believe it or not, some people don't know how great podcasts are or even how to find and listen to them. You can help change that with a click. Tell your friends about your favorite podcast. Thanks for spreading the word. Early 90s, Hallmark came out with the Starship collection for Star Trek, and they'd come out with different ships and different character pieces and stuff, and it became a tradition that mom would buy me a new Hallmark Star Trek thing every Christmas. So I've got tons of those, and that I, I really like little ships. Uh, Johnny Lightning is a company that came out with little ships of Star Trek, so I bought most of those. Uh, Galoob had little starships. Hot Wheels even had some. I've got a few of those. Now what I'm collecting are Eagle Moss Starships from Eagle Moss Publishing. They're a company in the UK. And uh, they're expensive. Each ship is $25, but they're about 6 inches and they're die cast and they're good quality. Uh, the only problem is they don't have uh, a good method of shipping their things to Canada. I haven't received anything in about 4 or 5 months, so it's kind of annoying. I've got uh, I've got a ton of them though, but here's my problem. Why am I collecting all this stuff? What's the point? I don't know. Why do people collect things? I remember when I first started university, I had an English class, and we went around talking about what uh, we were into and stuff, and I said, oh, I was a big collector of things. And then uh, a few weeks later, we, we were studying some piece of English literature, I don't remember what it was, and it turned out the explanation for people, the explanation for people collecting things is, is because they're anal retentive. And everybody looked at me and laughed. So that wasn't fun. You think I would have stopped collecting? But no, I didn't. As you guys know, I don't really research too much for these topics because it's more about my personal experiences and stuff. But I wanted to find out why people collect. So I came across this article here, and it's got a pile of reasons, a bunch of reasons, why people collect things. The first on their list, knowledge and learning. So some people collect things to, to gain knowledge and to learn stuff. That's partly why I collected the books, so I could read about things, learn different things. A lot, a lot of fiction books, too, which I didn't really learn, but I, uh, I, I like to read, so books, books, books. Knowledge and learning. Another thing is relaxation and stress reduction. I guess that's possible. It's, I've never found it that way for me. It's, it's more stressful than it is relaxing because, oh, I have to wait until that thing comes out. Then I have to get it, and I have to go buy it before somebody else gets it. So that's not very relaxing. Uh, personal pleasure, including appreciation of beauty and pride of ownership. That's true. Oh, that's that thing's awesome. It's a great piece of artwork or whatever it is. I have pleasure of owning this thing. I've got some pride in it because you don't have it, and I do. Actually, once I stopped collecting action figures, I figured, you know what, I would, uh, I had so many that I wanted to branch out and I started collecting statues. They're a little bit more expensive, but they're nicer to look at and they're better to display because action figures just come in clamshell packaging or on a card or, or whatever, and they're not nice to display, but you can take a statue out of the box and display it, and I think that's what collectors do. They refine their collecting techniques over time. So you start out by getting just 
all the cheap stuff, and then you slowly work your way up. Another reason people collect? Social interaction with fellow collectors and others, including the sharing of pleasure and knowledge. And that's true. What did you get? What did you collect? I got that too. And then you can trade. So there's lots of social interaction. I'm on a bunch of Facebook groups for toy collectors and stuff. So yeah, there is social interaction. So that's good. Next reason, competitive challenge. Yes, I'm slightly competitive. I want to have more stuff. I want to have better things. That, that was uh, me and Andrew. He would, uh, he would get an action figure and I would go buy two because I had to have more. So that, that, was, a, that was a thing. Which leads us to recognition by fellow collectors and perhaps even non-collectors. At one house I lived at, I had a huge room uh, with uh, almost wall-to-wall shelving and tables in the middle and pretty much everything I owned was out on display. And people would come by and look at it and, oh, look at that and that's neat and wow. So that was, that was cool. And lots of these people were not collectors. They just saw the stuff and were impressed by the vast amount of things that I had. Another reason to collect? Altruism. And in brackets I say, since many great collections are ultimately donated to museums and learning institutions. So altruism, for the greater good. The stuff I collect, it's not going to a museum, nobody's going to care. It's just action figures, statues, hallmark ornaments, hot wheels. I got so many different things, I can't even list them all. It's crazy. The desire to control, possess, and bring order to a small or even a massive part of the world. And that might be why I collected things, because I, I never felt like I had any control in life. So if I could control my collection, then I could control a little part of my life. So that's, that's probably a psychological reason that we could go into on a whole different episode. Another reason to collect? Nostalgia and or a connection to history. Yeah, collecting all the various Star Trek action figures throughout history to have like a sense of how things evolved. In the 70s, there was a company called Mego, and they came out with a bunch of stuff. I think they had six to eight inch dolly type action figures in the 70s. In the early 80s, they had three and three quarter inch, and then the, uh, the license, I believe, went over to Galoob, and they had like four inch action figures, which I've got pretty much all those. And then Playmates took over the license, and then I think it was Art Asylum who took it over. Then Playmates got it back again. And I don't even know who has it now. I think McFarland Toys has it. So, yeah, uh, one piece of thing from each company. You know, if I had the kind of money and the kind of room for that, I would have one of everything, and everything would be displayed in historical order. But I don't, and I don't have the patience for that, or the knowledge, or the time, or whatever. So I don't have all that. But that's the reason why somebody might. And the last reason they have here is accumulation and diversification of wealth, which can ultimately provide a measure of security and freedom. So another reason to collect is because eventually you're going to sell all that crap and have some money for retirement, perhaps. So all very good reasons. Are any of those reasons why I collected? Maybe. I, I don't really know. I just had to have stuff. And that is why I've come to this topic today, because I finally reached the point in my life 41 years old, where I don't feel like I need the stuff to define me anymore. That that was the thing. Back in the day, I had to have the stuff because I was a collector and that's how I defined myself. And I don't anymore. Sure, I'm a collector and I collect stuff, but that's just not my only piece of identity. I'm Sean. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm a guy. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm a, I deliver the mail. I do podcasts. I'm somebody's boyfriend. I'm somebody's father. I'm somebody's kid. I'm not just a collector, so I don't need the stuff to define who I am anymore. 
and I've started letting go. And that is a big step for me. I remember when I first moved in with Trish, I brought my totes over and we were looking through the stuff that I had and she was trying to take the things out of the box. And as every collector knows, you leave your collection mint in box. MIB, mint in the package, mint in the box. That way it has more value. Now, not everything I have is in the box. Lots of things I take out of the box because I don't, I don't care what the value is. But a lot of the things, like the Hallmark ships, uh, certain older action figures, all stayed in the package. And she was trying to open them up, and I guess I freaked out, and she'd never seen something like that before. That might have been my first sign where, oh, maybe I have a little bit of an obsessive problem here. And that was about 13, 14 years ago, somewhere around there. Back then, I wasn't ready to let go of any of my stuff. I had to keep it all. I had to get more, more and more and more and more and more. So I did. And now I've got all this stuff, and what am I going to do with it? You know, because uh, you go to uh, estate sales, and you see all these things that people have, and their, their family, after the people have died with these massive collections, what are they going to do with them? And, and I know I'm only 41, and I still have, I don't know, 175 years left to live or whatever I have, but I don't want to leave all my stuff to my son. He, he doesn't care about Star Trek or sci-fi or any of the stuff that I'm into. And what's he going to do with it? He's not going to know. So I've come to the point in my life where I don't need the stuff anymore. My buddy Jeff is going to be, uh, well, he already has. He's been slowly picking up all my Star Wars stuff. So that's good. Letting go is a good thing. I'm trying to lead a more streamlined life. Like I said on the last episode, I sold my Beetle and I sold some other things. I'm just trying to get rid of all the excess clutter, things I don't need. If I can get rid of the books, that'll be a big step. I must have maybe five or six totes full of books, plus a bookshelf full. And not just like a, a bookshelf that you buy at the store. It's a, it's a wall-to-wall bookshelf with five shelves on it, about nine feet long, that I built myself this past spring. So it's covered in movies and books. Tons of movies, tons of books. Too many. I, I've got to start decluttering, live a simpler life, a life with more meaning, and I think I'm finally ready to do that. I, I know it's going to take quite a while. It, it's taken between 25 and 35 years to amass all this stuff. And I'm not going to get rid of everything because I'd like to keep my Eagle Moss starships. I'll keep the Hallmark stuff because that reminds me of my mom. And I'll keep some books and various other things from, that I've had since I was a kid. Like I have a, a Star Wars R2-D2 action figure that I've had since I was seven. So I'm going to keep that, because that's nostalgic, and it doesn't take up much room, and I can keep some things. And I'm going to keep my statues, because I've only got about 10 or 12 of those, and I've got a nice shelf for those, hutch cupboard thing. But I finally come to the point in my life where I don't need the stuff anymore to be who I am. And that is the most freeing thing that I can think of. It's amazing. It's fantastic. It feels good. So we'll just have to see if I can keep that up and where it'll go from here and what's going to happen. Because the collecting bug is in my nature and I'm probably going to keep it up, maybe to a smaller degree. Like, I haven't really purchased anything in months and months and months. Usually when I go out of town, I'll go to the stores and I'll pick up an action figure or this, that, and the other thing that's a collectible thing. And I've gone out of town, I think, three times in the last six months and I haven't purchased anything and that is a shock so we'll see what happens it's exciting it's a new adventure in my life hopefully uh, I can keep it up so we'll see what I'd like to know audience what do you collect 
Do you collect anything? What do you think of collecting? Do you have an interesting collecting story to share? You can share it by sending an email to the show. You can do that by either uh, writing it out or you could record a clip and send an MP3 player, an MP3 clip, and I'll play it on the show. That'd be really awesome. I'd, I'd love to hear your voice. Soulforgepodcast at gmail.com. This has been episode 19 of the Soul Forge podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to a little bit of history of my collecting bug and where I am with that right now. So thanks for stopping by. I definitely appreciate it if uh, you would leave a review in your uh, podcast catcher of choice, whether it's iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, whatever you use. It's always appreciated to get the word out. So once again, thanks so much for stopping by. And remember, the collector is an artist in his own way. By the way he puts things together, you can read a person's soul from their collection. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Soul Forge. I hope you found some value in it. To contact the show, please email soulforgepodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at soulforgepod. We are Soul Forge Podcast on Facebook, and you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. Please spread the Soul Forge word by rating and reviewing us in iTunes and by telling everyone you know. Thanks for stopping by the Forge! <laughs>